Hi, everyone. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terror Girls. Welcome back to season three. I'm pretty sure we're on episode seven. Yeah. Um, this is another Brittany and Tiffany talk topics episode. Wow. What a <laughs> catchy name. Right off the cuff. Uh, today we're talking about, um, we're going to talk about running nutrition, mm. uh, working out nutrition, what that looks like, how you can feel properly, and some of our horror stories. So before we get into that, we have two things to do. A shoe update and an update from our last oh, episode. Yes, yes. So uh, let's do our shoe fit scenario okay. first. Okay. okay? So um, Tiff and I have both worked in run specialty for a while. Um, we have a lot of experience fitting people for shoes. And um, we are doing these shoe fit scenarios for each other at the beginning of these Brittany and Tiffany episodes. So I'm going to give Tiff a scenario. A customer walks in, and she's going to tell me, as the expert shoe fitter, Mm -hmm. what would you do? What would you pull for them? What questions would you ask? Kind of walk us through your process. Okay. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Shoe fit scenario. Okay. Customer walks in and is a little nervous, and the first thing they say is, I'm not a runner, but my friend told me to come here. Of course, we say, welcome. Mm -hmm. We don't care if you're not a runner. That's okay. Um, So... This customer works on their feet all day. Okay. They don't run, but they need shoes for work. Mm -hmm. So they need help finding something that will help with their foot pain. They complain of sore legs and a sore back by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, They stand on concrete all day, and they just wear through shoes really fast. And when they complained about that at work, a friend told them to come to Terror Running. Okay. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, besides the normal measure their feet, watch them walk. Mm -hmm. If they're using this shoe at work and they're on concrete, their feet are hurting, their back is hurting, I want us to get something for the concrete that's super cushioned. Mm -hmm. So a lot of cushion, kind of just, you know, concrete's very hard um, and it just, it's not nice to stand on all day. Mm -hmm. So something with a lot of cushion, I'm also going to look for something with a nice arch support. Mm -hmm. Just kind of keep them in alignment. So if their back is hurting and their legs are hurting, maybe it's, things are kind of wonky with their current shoes as far as their posture. So, you know, again, watching them walk would give you a better clue of kind of what that looks like for them, mm-hmm. what arch support will look like for them. But off off the cuff, yeah. to me, that that customer needs something that's really cushioned mm-hmm. and something that's got a really good arch support, going to keep them aligned. Mm-hmm. What would you do if they said, uh, my friend told me to come here and get Hoka? <laughs> well, I would say Hoka's great. Glad that they love their hokas. I'll bring you a hoka to try. But also, like, basically keep an open mind because what works for one person is not going to work for everyone. Just because everyone's feet are different. Mm-hmm. It's it's like someone saying, you should try this shirt on that I love. <laughs> and you're like, great, but I'm a very different size than you. Yeah. Like, people's feet are different. Yeah. And they like different things. Uh-huh. Someone might think that soft is the best. Someone else might want a little bit firm because they want more support. So Mm -hmm. it really varies. You want to keep an open mind. Definitely bring them one to try, but that doesn't mean that they're going to love it. That's great. Great advice. Yeah, we see that a lot where people come in with a brand or a specific model that has been recommended to them. And we are, of course, we are happy to bring you that brand or model. But the great thing about our store is we carry so many different brands and models that you have a unique opportunity to be able to try a bunch of different stuff on. So we don't push a certain brand or a certain model. And um, we try to, yeah, just give you the best information to make the best choice for your feet. All right. 
Secondly, let's have an update from our All last right, our Brittany last, and Tiffany episode. Last episode. So we talked about mental health and uh, running technology. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, we got more feedback on that episode mm-hmm. than almost any other Terror Girls episode. Yeah, which I think just speaks to the fact that people are feeling that. So yeah. thank you all for listening and mm-hmm. for giving us your feedback. We really appreciate that and want to spark conversation. Yeah. But yeah, I think that just shows that we're thinking about it um, yeah. as as runners. And it's universal. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not just like me having a beef with my <laughs> app. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is that too. But so... Uh, did you run without your watch? Oh, I didn't. But let me tell you why I didn't. <laughs> I didn't I... either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're terrible. Okay, I walked without my watch a couple times. Okay, great. Well, I walked without making it an activity. <laughs> <laughs> so you still got credit for the I... steps. Yeah, but I don't really care about my steps, okay. I'll be honest. Okay. It just was like, it was truly like, this is not going to be on Strava. Right. So it, it was the same kind of, I think, mental reprieve for me. Yeah. But I was planning on, like, I I had thought, okay, we're going to talk about this. Yep. I need to go on a run without my running watch. Clearly, I was dragging my feet because I, my plan was today, the morning of recording, I was going to go on a run without my watch. But I went on a long run this weekend and kind of, like, tweaked my foot a little bit, Mm -hmm. just a little sore and doesn't need me to run on it today. And so then I didn't run without my watch. (laughs) What's your excuse? I have an equally terrible (laughs) excuse. Um, Between the last time we recorded our Brittany and Tiffany episode and now, I did a big race. Uh So it was kind of tapering before I didn't run a ton. And then I did a race, and then I took about five days off from running. And I have run a couple times. I just wanted to wear my watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So So maybe we will continue the challenge. I think we need to, clearly. Uh, let us know if you ran without your watch and what it was like uh, because we don't know. We don't know because we <laughs> weren't brave enough to do it. So we will check in with ourselves. We will. We will hold ourselves Absolutely. accountable for the next episode. Well, yeah. that was entertaining. That well, was an entertaining update. Terrible failure Disappointment. <laughs> okay. Well, today's topic, you already mentioned it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about nutrition and We were kind of talking before we started recording, and we're like, oh my gosh, this could be 10 episodes. And also, neither of us are, um, you know, we're not nutritionists. We're not dietitians. We aren't, uh, is nutritionist a word? Yeah, no, it's a word. Okay, I got worried. Um, We're not nutritionists, nor I would say, I'll I'll just speak for me, am I even good at this? mm, Like, true. I am, this is, when I train for triathlon, I like to think I will spend an equal amount of time swimming, biking, running, and planning for my eating. Mm-hmm. Like, that has to be the fourth sport for me, mm-hmm. or else I'll just wither away and die. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also not great at it, and still very much learning. And it also, I mean, to be honest, it feels overwhelming. It, yeah. So I was trying to, you know, do some research before we were talking and make sure that we're not just saying weird stuff and mm-hmm. actually have content, and it's overwhelming. I mean, yeah. and people say different things and then different sports you need different stuff for and different people need different whatever. It, yes. So then you're just kind of like, whatever, I'll just yeah. take a goo. <laughs> and what's really interesting is all of this, and I think it's part of the reason why um, there's so much information and it, everyone is so different, so there's not a very good baseline, is this is all very new. My it's dad like, ran his first marathon in the 90s. And we, like, laugh now. He drank, like, a couple sips of Gatorade twice. 
Like, that's all he did. How, what was his finish time? Uh, I don't remember. Way better than it should have been for having a couple of <laughs> some Gatorade, I guarantee. I know. Had I, if I would have done that, like, we trained, I trained differently now, but that's all they had. There was a couple, there was Gatorade a couple times on the course, and that was it. And so this is all in the last 30 years that we're, like, learning about nutrition and how pushing our bodies in exercise requires different nutrition than not. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's just start super basic and we'll kind of go from there. Like, why why is it important? Like, yeah. why why does that even matter? Like, should you go on your little daily morning run and, and be stuffing goos down your face? Like, what, uh, is, what are we talking about here? No. So they usually categorize in a lot of the research anything more than 60 minutes, 60 to 90 minutes. Anything longer than that is considered like a long run. So if you know that you're going to go out and run for more than 60 minutes, you want to start consuming carbs, calories, electrolytes, basically some type of fuel from the beginning. Not at 60 minutes. Right. Not halfway through, but plan for it. So if you know that you're going to go far, that from the beginning you need to start fueling. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, in all my really amazing research, (laughs) we found that very obviously your body can only store so much energy in it. So Mm -hmm. once you go past that, it depletes it. It's gone. There's nothing left. And if you just think, oh, 60 minutes in, I'm going to take this whatever. Yeah. Your body has to break that down and make it fuel. So that's why you have to start start early. Yeah. A lot of times people we see people. Um, in races or on our group runs that will start to fuel when they start to feel bad, yeah. it's too late. Yeah. Um, that's like we, they say. Like you should still take it, especially yes. if you keep going, but that's like now you have this whole gap where your yes. body's not performing optimally. Right. So plan for it. I think that's the biggest thing yeah. is know when your longer runs are going to be, and then if you know you're going to go a little bit any more than an hour, um, that you have something with you that you can eat. Yeah. And that's also why if you're new to running, you don't need to come in and freak out and like buy all of Tara's nutrition for your two mile runs. Mm -hmm. You know, your body does have energy to use and it will use it. So if it's under that 60 minutes, 75 Mm -hmm. minutes, you'll, you'll be okay. Yeah. And let's, before we move on, preface this with everybody is different. Yes. And everybody is different, I think, at different times in your life and yep. maybe even day to day. If I haven't eaten well the past couple of days and I go for an hour run, I might feel like I'm already pushing it. So I'm going to bring a goo with me or I'm yeah. going to eat a banana on my first couple miles so or something. Um, so everyone is different, which is why this is so challenging. Yeah. It's really just guess and check, right? You try yep. it until you find something that works. Right. And I mean, that's why, you know, if if you've ever trained for a marathon or a half marathon or a triathlon or anything any kind of race, you'll you'll hear people advise you to make sure that you plan for your nutrition. Like mm-hmm. you just said, it is like you're supposed to have a strategy. And part of that is because you also need to see what works for you. And not even just works for you of like, oh, that was the right amount of calories for me. Like what works for you is what's not going to cause your stomach to have serious issues. Yeah. Feeling nauseous and GI issues are really common with runners. You're pushing your body to a limit, right? You're pushing it to a limit and seeing how far you can go at that at that threshold level. And the blood is going to different parts of your body, your brain, your heart, your muscles, your lungs. And it's just natural that digestion is last. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, it'll be harder and harder for your body to digest food. And so you'll commonly see runners, you know, into a marathon, having to stop at the porta potty. Professionals have to do it oh, too. Absolutely. No one is 
no one is immune to to those problems. So you want to try different gels, different combinations until you find something Mm -hmm. that doesn't upset your stomach, make you feel sick, make you feel too full. Yep. That you can still push your body in that state. Yep. I found that, in, again, in my really amazing deep research, <laughs> runners are twice as likely to experience a quote-unquote gut bomb than athletes like swimmers or cyclists. Interesting. And it's due, apparently, this is probably a hypothesis, to the up-and-down motion of running uh-huh. that can jostle the bowels. I have heard that. I have heard that, right? Like, if you walk... I feel like it kind of calms it down a little bit. Well, like apparently, it, yeah, that's the intestines crazy. are like please <laughs> turbulence. Yeah, like, stop. <laughs> chill out. Yeah. I also was reading that um, one of the reasons you should continue to keep eating, like you said, you know, the blood goes away from the digestive mm-hmm. system. But if you continue to at least have something in there, it keeps your body's digestion going. Mm, um, even but if, if it's at a slower rate, yeah. yeah. So if you then don't, even if you're like, I feel I, like I can't, and then you you just stop. It stops completely. All the blood goes to the brain, the muscles, everything else. And then it's harder to get back going, if at all. Yeah. Terror Girls is brought to you by the Cleveland Half Marathon and 5K, October 21st, 2023, in downtown Cleveland. Learn more and register at clevelandhalf.com. So carbs are really important, too. Carbs are important. You know, you hear runners carbo-loading the night before a big race or a long run. And carbs are important to have on your run, too. So a lot of the nutrition that is fuel for your run will have some carbs in it. Mm -hmm. Why are carbs important versus like protein or fiber or whatever? Like Mm -hmm. why is it that runners and or anyone doing anything hears like carbs, eat carbs? Yes. Uh, I think it's how they're broken down, right? Yeah, they're just easier for your body to digest. Mm -hmm. So, you know, protein or – well, you can't even digest fiber. You're just Mm – that's a disaster for for your digestive system. But it's basically just your body can break it down quickly, turn Mm -hmm. it into energy quickly. That's what you need. You're doing a lot. Yeah. Okay. So how does, if at all, nutrition for activity differ from nutrition for life? Like, yeah. is there a difference? Like, what, is, what are we talking about yeah. here? I think it depends on your goals. You know, just like you are going to choose a nutrition plan for your life, depending on your goals, you know, if you want to lose weight or you want to gain muscle or you just want to get all your fruits and vegetables in. Same thing. Um, you definitely need more of some things. So you need more carbs. Um, more sugar isn't bad because you're burning that really quickly. But it has to be really holistic. Right. Um, you know, you can't have a really great nutrition plan going into a race, but you ate terrible the four days before. Yeah. Um, your body is using what you've used in the previous days to fuel you on that run yep. in addition to what you're taking in that day. So it has to be really holistic. Yeah, absolutely. It's all just intertwined. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're going to eat, like, trash and then think, well, I have the best strategy ever for my marathon, like, that's not going to go great. Right. Have um, you ever ended up on a run where you had a plan but you didn't um, execute it well in your life before? Yes. I have a distinct memory. Uh, a couple years ago when I was training for a very long trail race, uh, it was a Saturday, beautiful Saturday. I was going to go running on Raccoon Mountain in Chattanooga, and I had to get a 17-mile like training run, but I had like brunch with friends that morning. And I was at First Watch, and they had this special. It was like a breakfast burrito. And it just sounded so good. It was like <laughs> chorizo and guacamole and like, I don't even know. It was just a delicious breakfast burrito. I sh- I was like, that's what I want. I'm going to eat that. I'm going to go 17 miles. Like, I no deserve big, it. Exactly. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, I felt that one real quick. Yeah. I got out. <laughs> 
got out there, it was like a like a um, lead was just in my stomach. Uh, it was just not yeah. great. And then you're pushing your body and you're having trouble digesting it. That's a heavy thing to digest to begin with. Oh, exactly. That was so stupid. That's I terrible. Just, sometimes I just really overestimate my body's ability to deal with food. Because <laughs> I'm truly not someone that really struggles a lot with that as uh-huh. far as running and stuff. And that might just be because I... I'm not pushing my body to the, mm-hmm. like, speeds that that would happen. But I was like, it'll be fine. Yeah. It was not fine. It just felt like a lead weight in my yeah. stomach, and I felt just gross oh, for, like, the man. first 10 miles. And I was super slow, and the whole yeah. thing was kind of just meh. Yeah. So that oh, was a, like, terrible. real life intersecting with training. Yeah. Not yes. great <laughs> experience. What about um, you? Uh, mine's more the opposite. I go out on a run, and I, I feel fine. And then I start to get depleted so quickly, mm. like far too quickly. And I realize, all right, what did I have for breakfast? Oh, wait, what did I have for lunch? Oh, wait, I didn't eat lunch. Oh, wait, like I didn't really eat. A, I had a girl dinner last night, mm. you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I so it's not fueling. And I don't realize until yeah. I get out there and start to push my body. And I'm like, all right, I was not prepared for this. Maybe I I prepared and all my laundry was done and I I set time aside to run, but I hadn't prepared um, nutrition-wise. So I'm trying to really stay on top of that so that I can do what I want to do. That, you know, when I get out there to do a long run, I'm prepared and, you know, preparing myself for that. Yeah, I find I'm more aware, I think, of my hydration before. Mm -hmm. You know, you're thinking, oh, i got a long run tomorrow. I need to make sure I'm, like, hydrating. Yeah. Which is also incredibly true, but I don't think I think as much about my food. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about hydration. So we, at the store, I can kind of think of hydration in two different categories. We sell hydration mixes that are great for while you're running. They maybe include carbs and sugar in addition to electrolytes. Um, And then we sell things that are not really fuel. They're just kind of electrolytes. They replenish. Um, And that's more like noon tabs that Mm -hmm. are very low calorie, very low sugar, but great for replenishing with electrolytes. Is there one that you like or do you use both? Yeah. How do you hydrate? I use, yeah, I use both. And it is good to clarify. I think sometimes talking about all of this feels so basic. And then I think about how I ran for years and had literally no clue about any of this mm-hmm. stuff, which is maybe something we can get into later. But as far as hi- like hydration goes, I like having some of our like actual, like, this has sugar in it mm-hmm. and electrolytes before a run, even if it's just a little three-mile run or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm going to need... For especially for me and how much I sweat, I'm going to need electrolytes. So I'm fine to have, you know, a couple grams of sugar, give myself some energy before going out. And then our, like, noon tabs, mm-hmm. I usually just have that. I'll have that after something. I'll have that just mm, getting a headache, headaches yeah. coming on, just daily life. I mean, we're in southeast Tennessee, and it's now October, and I'm still sweating through my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so I usually have at least one noon a day just, yeah. just to keep my electrolytes right. Mm-hmm. And I and that, I know that varies by person, but all that to say, noon feels like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like the scratch that we have, we've got some stuff with the sugar. That's like with a workout. Yeah. So I would just say look at the contents of your hydration yeah. because they have different combinations for different things. Yep. You might find that you really like something with a little bit of sugar and a little bit of carbs for fuel during yep. and maybe before and after a really long run. But you don't necessarily need or maybe would even want that every single day as, like, your yeah. daily hydration. Yeah, and I think this is where it gets so confusing, too, because so many different companies have so many different offerings. Like, you think of something like Element 
like, I don't know, is it element? That's what I say. Element tea. <laughs> I don't know. That's like salt loaded. Yes. Which is so good for certain scenarios. Yeah. But if you have hypertension and you're just watching Netflix on your couch and right. like, I need some electrolytes. Yeah. Probably not the option for yeah. you. Yeah. And that gets into, I mean, it's individual. Have you ever done the salt? test where you lick the back of your hand to see how no. much how what? salty you are no <laughs> okay if next time you get really sweaty lick the back of your hand and if it's salty then you're a really salty sweater mine doesn't taste like salt at all i don't sweat salt at all i do not need to lick the back of my hand <laughs> i literally have salt crystals all over my body like literally i'm just like like swishing my, like i can hit it off my arm it's like salt Ew. I'm serious. That's gross. Well, it's not as gross as licking the back of your hand. (laughs) Well, we are very different sweaters. I don't ever have salt stains on my clothes or my hats. Oh, so different. (laughs) I have them all over. Yeah, so check your clothes after you sweat a lot to see if you have, like, once it dries, do you have salt lines? And then you can see how salty of a sweater you are. Um, The saltier of a sweater you are the more salt you need to consume. Yeah, and um, I would say probably the more all the electrolytes right, you consume. Right, absolutely. The salt is the easy one. That's the one that you're sweating out the most of, but the other stuff you might not see, but that also left with your sweat. Yeah, definitely. And then what about for recovery? Do you do any kind of recovery drinks? Um, I've used our, that, that tailwind recovery mm-hmm. that we have as well as a scratch recovery, especially after something really long. And yeah. this is another thing where it's like a little asterisk with it. That stuff is loaded with carbs, sugar, sugar and carbs the same Uh thing in this context as well as some protein like it's because it helps your body digest that protein it helps the muscles repair but it's not like a i went and did some body weight stuff in my living room for 20 minutes i should drink some yeah yeah it's like real good recovery mix yeah but, yeah, it's loaded with a bunch of stuff that you may not want, like, as your milkshake before yeah. bed, you know. But also you shouldn't feel bad about taking it right. when you've done a hard effort. That's yeah. going to help you you recover and feel better and your body perform better. Yeah. Which, again, you know, that's a whole other can of worms. And we should probably have a disclaimer with this. If you've struggled with eating yeah. um, or you know, this stuff can be triggering. Definitely. Talking about strategizing what you're eating and this, you know, carb Definitely. amounts. And, and so... I don't even know what the disclaimer is other than maybe you need to just just eat to make sure that you can go and have talk to a nutritionist. I I don't know, but it can be triggering. Um, Definitely. Well, and runners get obsessed with things like our watches and our apps and our number of grams of sugar that we're eating. You know, it's a very easy thing to become kind of so focused on that you lose sight of why you're doing it. Um, One thing I like to keep in mind is protein. Yeah. Um, I think you're supposed to have like half your body weight in grams of protein per day. Oh, wow. And that is a lot. Yep. Um, yogurt's really helpful. Yep. But if you're not eating a lot of meat, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get. Yep. And protein is how your body, yeah, rebuilds muscle. Yep. Um, so if you're not getting enough protein, you could lift weights all day long, and it's not going to, yeah. you're not going to see a return on it. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, your muscles get damaged when you work out, like, intentionally. So then your body repairs it, makes it stronger, Mm -hmm. so it can resist that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. One of my favorite things for protein is Greek yogurt. I really like Greek yogurt. Put in some uh, granola on top of Mm -hmm. that and some honey on it. It's really good. That's awesome. 
But yeah, I think we're saying make sure you're eating enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you definitely. probably should be eating more than you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have had some experiences lately running with people or um, at this half Ironman that I was at. John, my boyfriend, was there with me, and he does ultra marathons. Yep. And at the run portion of this half Ironman, it was getting into the afternoon. It got super hot. We had all been out there for five, six, seven hours, and he was waiting for me to come around a corner. You know, running very slowly. <laughs> And people were just falling left and right. People were, like, just so under uh, undernutritioned, <laughs> underfueled. Yeah, there you go. Um, that he he kind of talked a couple of people through, like, here, take a gel, drink some water. How much salt have you had? And we were just kind of talking about culturally the differences in different subsections of running, right? Triathlon versus ultra running mm-hmm. versus road running. And how nutrition is viewed in those different those different worlds. In this half Ironman, although it was a long endurance race, there was just gels, water. There was some fig bars and some Coca-Cola mm-hmm. at the aid stations, but I didn't see anyone take any. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mostly had water on the course. And I would say culturally, this is my opinion, um, disclaimer, that the world of triathlon and road running in general – is more on the end of the spectrum of underfueling, right? Yeah. You fuel just as much as you need, but you don't want to take in too much. Right. As opposed to you've done some um, ultra trail races. Mm-hmm. and It's like a buffet. You get to the aid <laughs> station, they've got quesadillas, they've got pancakes, they've got bacon, there's jelly beans. It's like, oh, sit a while, have some soup, <laughs> like... People are just kicking back. Yeah. Hanging out with their friends, and then they're like, all right, See y'all in another 25 miles. (laughs) And people don't mind stopping at those aid stations and fueling up. I think that's the difference because I was thinking about this as well. I feel like the ultra uh, um, marathon is like such this like adventure and and people are in for the experience versus a lot of the road races and the triathlons are very competitive. And I mean, it's like how do you get through the aid station without losing time? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. How can you fuel the fastest? Yeah. Um, Which is... Inherently is probably just the minimum. Right. Um, so, yeah. Until it, you crash and faint and are having yeah. actual problems. Yeah. In the middle of the Augusta heat right. at 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> right. And that's not to say that the ultra runners don't struggle with nutrition. I also found that uh, apparently gastrointestinal issues are the first cause of DNFs in ultra races. Wow. Ultra trail races. Those are people who do not finish. DNA. Yep. Do not finish a large percentage. Yeah. The reason why is they are having issues or they they can't eat anymore and they need to Mm -hmm. or they just, their stomach is so upset they just have to pull out. So you're going a really long way, a ton of miles, and it's not your legs or your feet that are pulling you out of the race. It's your fueling. Yep. Under fueling or, or, I mean, again, love that it's like a buffet, the trail races, but you still have to know what works for you, right? Definitely. Maybe stuffing 10 pieces of bacon sounded really good (laughs) and it didn't work out too well. Or you're like, I'm going to try something new. I've never had. I'm going to have a breakfast burrito for first (laughs) lunch. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, my advice is always, you know, when we t- talk people through nutrition as they're training for something new, there are very few times that you will be, you will regret over fueling. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised how much your body is burning. Yep. If you have a headache after your run, yep. you underfueled. Yep. Um, if you are feeling like you're getting depleted at the end, even if you're running hard, you're probably underfueling. Yep. Absolutely. Do you have any 
like memories of this mm-hmm. happening to you, like mm-hmm. under fueling, you're in a race or just maybe on a long run and you're just like hitting the wall or bonking yep. as the terms are in running. Yeah. Um, I can think of, uh, I think I might have told this story already, but it's my most memorable story around nutrition. I was at mile 20 or 22 of the Marine Corps Marathon. This was like a decade ago. And I was taking chews, cliff blocks. And so about every 15 minutes I was taking one. And so I was like, really looking forward to being able to take my next chew. And I pulled it out of my pocket and I dropped one on the ground. And I was running and like at mile 22, you can't, you don't have like grit agility. You know, I couldn't just like stop, pivot, turn around, pick it up. Right. I was like on a train track going forward. And so by the time I like realized it, I was way of steps ahead of it. And I cried. I was so upset. It wasn't even, and like looking back, it wasn't like it was a gel and like I had four and I dropped one of them. Like I had a whole thing of chews. I don't know why it it felt, I get very emotional when I'm under fueled. Yep. And so it felt devastating. Yeah. Um, it felt devastating. Yeah. That's such a marathon story. That, yeah. This is not, well, I mean, it's related. It's my like marathon story of the same, like being weirdly emotional. And yeah. it also probably is a clue that you were under fuel because yeah. <laughs> your brain needs that. Your brain needs yeah. energy. And then you have no emotional control. Right. But after I finished my marathon, I got to the end and um, Hannah was picking me up and she was like, my, texted me, my phone's dying. And if it dies and you can't reach me, meet me at, this is in, in Nashville. Mm-hmm. This is at Nissan State, uh, Nissan Stadium, uh-huh. right? The big football stadium. Meet me in the parking lot at like, you know, letter F or whatever, yeah. these massive parking lots. And the thought of getting up and walking, even though I would have to walk to the car anyway. Right. I literally burst into tears. I <laughs> burst into tears. I was like, I'm lost in Nashville. Yeah. No one will find me ever again. I will. I live here now. Yep. In Nissan Stadium. So yeah. that's 26 miles. Yeah. Yeah. I think those looking back when I'm like, that wasn't even a big deal. But I, it felt at the in the t- in the moment it felt like devastating. Yep. Like, well, my day's over. Yep. You know, I dropped a chew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think back to that marathon experience, my one and only marathon. And oh my gosh, I had no clue what I was doing. I yeah. think I ate sports beans and like a banana, oh and my like I gosh. probably had like a couple. Maybe I had some. Maybe I had some blocks. I don't know. It was what was I doing? And then I hear the end Sports of it. beans are like seventy-five calories for the whole bag. Uh, and I wasn't trying to be like, oh, like calorie count, which yeah. again, that can be a real problem and a real yeah. issue for runners. So, like, if that sounds like you, that's a not good. Yeah. You need to be eating a lot more. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Didn't know what you didn't thought know. That I had stuff and that was going to be great and. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It was not great. Yeah, and I was absolutely depleted by the end. Yeah, like, just it was. Yeah, I finished, but barely. Yeah, and imagine in that same level of fitness that you had. Right. If you had fueled properly. Right. You probably would have felt way better so at the much, end. Uh, my time would have been so much better. I would have felt so much better. Again, I had. I just didn't know. You yeah. didn't know what you didn't know. Yep. And it wasn't like I had been running long enough to be like, you know what? I'm going to do a marathon. Mm-hmm. Like I had done lots of halves. I feel yeah. like you can pull off a half with yes. like, oh, I had one go. Yes. You can pull off a half with very little nutrition. Yeah. Let like, me tell you. <laughs> but you could, again, you could have been faster. You would have felt better. Definitely. Because um, I also had like splitting headaches after those mm-hmm. halves that I'd done and, and yeah. Anyways, that's why I think when you're around this a long time and you kind of know a little bit more, it feels so basic. But I'm like, but also it's actually not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's different for everyone. Right. We can tell you what we do. We can tell you what has worked for us and has not worked. 
And that doesn't mean anyone can take what we do and right. replicate it and it work for right. them. So you definitely have to try stuff out. Um, yep. That's why I think having a running store, if I may say so myself, with a new, <laughs> all of the variety of nutrition that we have right. is really a huge benefit. You can come in and try a bunch of different brands, um, a bunch of different kinds of things, a gel, blocks that are kind of like the consistency of gummy bears or um, waffle. Stroop waffles, mm-hmm. yeah, that you can chew um, drink mixes, recovery mixes, try them all. Yeah. Um, you don't have to commit to, you know, 80 servings of any one of these things. Try them and see what you think. Absolutely. And you want to try them out as you're training. It's part of mm-hmm. your training. Just as you're training your body to run that distance, you're training your body also to digest stuff while doing those activities and to figure out, oh, it, it likes this better than this. Yeah. So you'll hear the, like, nothing new on race day, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, advice, yeah. maxim, whatever. Have you ever uh, broken that? Has that ever caused problems for you? No, I do nothing new on race day, okay. ever. I don't wear anything new. I don't do a new hairdo. I don't <laughs> wear I don't eat anything new. I everything I have done when I race has been done before. Um and I feel like that's what practice is. Yeah. I swim in a bunch of different things to see what I like swimming in the best. I cycle in a bunch of different things or run in a couple different shoes. I eat different things so that on race day I know what I'm doing is proven. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it'll be tempting because you'll get stuff in your race packet. Yeah. And it's going to be this new brand that paid to put all their stuff in the race packet. Uh-huh. Like, this looks so good. Oh, this try pro this. runner uses it. Yeah. I need to use it and today. It's probably going to be great. But, yeah, maybe don't use it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you're lucky, it won't be an issue. Like, right. And you're fine. Yeah. But it also might be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should wrap this up. But before we do, I do want to ask you, kind of going back to that, this idea that, you know, nutrition and race day nutrition aren't necessarily different things. You can uh-huh. use, quote unquote, normal food also to fuel your runs or your rides or whatever. Yep. Do you have anything that wouldn't be necessarily considered like, ooh, race, mm-hmm. race fuel that you like to eat or um, that you, yeah, reach mm-hmm. for for like a long run or a long bike ride or mm-hmm. something like that? I think the closest thing is I eat a real cliff bar mm-hmm. on when I cycle. I find that I have a hard time uh, on my bike for a long time eating gels or chews, and I want something that I can chomp down on. Mm-hmm. And also I look for things with protein in them. Mm-hmm. I'm finding I found that when I was doing long bike rides, I needed a little bit more protein than what I could yeah. get in any of the running nutrition yep. um, just because I was on my bike for a long, slow time. Um, so I was eating a real cliff bar. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. They're they're just classic and so good. Mm-hmm. I think I I've reached for potato chips, anything Ooh, salty yeah. like um, Cheez Its, pretzels. Mm-hmm. I had read that potato slices, like mm-hmm. like almost like homemade French yeah. fries, are really good because um, you got salt in the white potatoes, like the starches yeah. is easy, easy to digest, and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Ooh. But this is a lot more again in that like trail running, yeah, ultra ultra yeah. thing. It's just you're going long enough, your body's like. I need something real food. Yeah. But yeah, experiment, especially if you have food allergies or something like that. You've got to be extra careful and maybe um, you can make some really great concoctions at home Mm -hmm. that work really well as well. Even Scratch right now has this cookie mix. Oh, yeah. They're like, here's a cookie mix. Make some (laughs) cookies at home and use it as your fuel. Yeah. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah. All right. We need to wrap it up. But... 
we know that we have to have Britney reacts segments oh, for this. <laughs> I've kept it on theme today. Okay. So what react to swishing. Have you ever heard of swishing? No. So according to Sports Nutrition by Nancy Clark, um, if if you can't tolerate foods during exercise, she recommends trying mouth swishing with a sports drink. This sends the message to the brain that energy is forthcoming and you'll feel more energetic. Thoughts? Then you spit it out? I guess so. <laughs> Swish it around. Like Swish it around. Lunch. Spit it out. And you're teaching your brain... Here comes food. Is that <laughs> that's what I'm getting? She says swishing can enhance performance by two to three percent if you're exercising on empty and have not eaten pre-exercise, as often happens with morning exercises. Exercisers. Interesting. Um, that doesn't. I don't believe it. I mean, she she's published, right? That's like oh, a yeah. real article. Absolutely. So she's not lying. It's less beneficial after pre-exercise meal. Okay, so if you wake up and go straight. <laughs> To run. You don't eat anything. You should swish around Gatorade in your mouth and spit it out. And that'll help you do the 3%. All right. You say so, Kathy. Nancy. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just drink it? That would give me more than 2 <laughs> Like, it's like, don't wet brush your teeth, don't use Listerine, but swish around some Gatorade. <laughs> so you swish it around... And then, then you eat something? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the question is, what can I do if I can't tolerate any food during exercise? You should swish it around and spit it out. <laughs> I guess. You should pretend You're to lying. Eat. Lie to your brain. Yep. Tell you it should, energy's coming when it's not. It's like you should put it next to your mouth instead of in your mouth. <laughs> you should stare at it instead of eat it. <laughs> Smell it. That'll help. <laughs> Three to four percent. <laughs> Great, that's great. That's that was my reaction to. I yeah. just needed to know. Okay, okay. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you learned something from this. All in all, if we could sum it up, I would say eat more. Yeah, absolutely. Eat more mm-hmm. and enjoy it, and then enjoy your runs. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Brittany, and I'm Tiffany, and we're the Terra Girls, inspiring people one runner at a time. The Terra Girls podcast is brought to you by Terra Running Company, Cleveland's specialty running store. Named one of the best running stores in the country, Terra Running Company offers top-notch customer service and all the best running and walking brands. Whatever you need to support your active lifestyle, we've got it. Carrying brands like Hoka, Brooks, On, and New Balance, we also have the best fit specialists to help you find the best shoe for you. Open seven days a week in downtown Cleveland or 24-7 at terrarunning.com.